Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, as Pastor Aaron mentioned, he asked me to share a bit of a, a brief devotional this morning. Uh, we're going to be hopping around Scripture quite a bit, which often happens with topical studies. So I encourage you, uh, keep up if you can. If you can't, feel free to jot some notes down as we go so that you can look at the references later um, in your own study time. I'm not a preacher. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not a preacher. Uh, and I really, really love God's Word. And so rather than speak extemporaneously and run the danger of getting off on theological rabbit trails, I'm going to stick real close to my notes while you take yours. Most of you are denizens of Facebook, I imagine. So you've doubtless encountered posts linking to the satirical Christian blog, The Babylon Bee. This week in The Bee, a Thanksgiving article was published with the headline, Atheist prepares to offer heartfelt thanks to random, uncaring universe on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we can chuckle at the story, which is worth a quick read, but it does shine a light on one of the things that has always fascinated me about this holiday. Historical context aside, the very premise of celebrating Thanksgiving is, as its name implies, taking time to express gratitude. And unless I'm mistaken, that action requires a recipient. The very act of giving thanks points to a someone who we are thanking. In the case of a Jesus follower, that someone is obviously our loving Heavenly Father. But without realizing it, even those who don't know God have reasons to thank Him. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus himself explained to his disciples that God makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And in Isaiah 42, God is described as the one who gives breath to the people on the earth and spirit to those who walk in it. Truly, each person on the planet is indebted to God every moment of every day, for he sustains all of creation. As Thanksgiving approaches this year, I want to briefly explore together two questions that I think are worth pondering. And for our textbook, we have access to a resource that is breathed out by God himself and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. It's not Google. It's the Holy Bible. <laughs> I don't have a paper copy up here, so get out the app if you feel like it. First, first question why do we do this? Why give thanks? What benefit is there in expressing gratitude? When I looked through the scriptures, just very briefly, I quickly found three things for us to consider. First, we're commanded to do so. We are commanded as followers of Jesus to give thanks. As a firstborn child, I am happiest when I have rules to follow. So this one appeals to me. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, there are instructions for Christian living that are about as unequivocal as you can find in Scripture. Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we honor God by giving thanks 
because he instructed us to do so. That's the straightforward one. Second, giving thanks is an act of worship, a way to show deference and respect and honor to our God. There are tons of examples of giving thanks throughout the Psalms. David wrote in Psalm 24, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Or, as another translation puts it, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. In Job 41, God says explicitly, Everything under heaven belongs to me. So guess what? Nothing you have is yours anyway. If you get a gift from someone, if someone is willing to allow you to use or experience something of theirs, you say thanks to honor their generosity and kindness. That's what my mom taught me, probably what your mom taught you. That's what we teach our children. And lest we become deceived, listen to this truth from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. You are not your own. For you were bought with a price. We can't even claim ownership of ourselves. James reminds us in chapter 1 of his letter that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. So in recognition of the one who gives every good gift, we honor him by giving thanks. It's a worthwhile perspective to keep in mind always, not just at Thanksgiving. So besides being commanded to give thanks and having the privilege of doing so as an act of worship to our God, which glorifies God by acknowledging our position in relation to his authority as owner of all things, finally giving thanks can be a beautiful witness to those around you, both to people who don't yet have a relationship with Jesus and to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Consider these verses from Colossians 3. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's three verses in a row. One right after the other, where we are commanded to give thanks. A spirit of thankfulness should pervade a Jesus follower at all times of the year as a natural outgrowth of the peace of Christ, the word of God, our worship, and our service. God's word is rich with other references to thankfulness that can inspire us toward cultivating hearts of gratitude by focusing on the amazing truths contained in the scriptures. But that leads me to my second question. What do we do when we don't feel thankful? How can we express gratitude when it seems like everything is going wrong? Praise God that he has not left us without hope, even in difficult times, and that he has given us truth, capital T truth, to which we can cling when our feelings fail or deceive us. As someone who has struggled with depression, who wakes up many mornings feeling empty, angry and worthless. I need concrete evidence that there is something for which I can be thankful. And I hope it'll be an encouragement to you as well. We need to know the truth that Job knew when he lost 
everything and still could say, blessed be the name of the Lord. So to what can we run? We must turn our attention back to the incredible reality of the gospel. In chapter 5 of his letter to the church in Rome, Paul sums up the good news perfectly. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Listen to that again. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So let's stop and unpack that for just a moment. Can we expand that with what we know from the rest of Scripture? But God, who always has been and always will be, who is further beyond human comprehension than a galaxy is bigger than an electron, who is perfect and sovereign and omnipotent and complete in every way as a triune Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that God saw fit to create the universe and, as his culminating creative act, made human beings in his likeness. Those same human beings rebelled against God, choosing to go their own way, bringing sin in to stain God's perfect creation. That sin separated people spiritually from their loving creator. To a perfect, holy God, we were damaged goods, unable to even be in his presence, for he cannot tolerate sin. But God, even in our state of utter disrepair and filth, loved us enough to come to earth, be born as the fully God and fully man, Jesus, unlike any other human, because he lived a perfect, sinless life, thus qualifying him to offer himself willingly as a perfect sacrifice for our sin through his death on a cross and resurrection victory over death itself. By his wounds, we are healed. Through our relationship with Jesus, we have access to the creator of the universe. Every person on this planet is going to live forever. Many will live in eternal torment in the place, hell, that the Bible describes as a lake of fire. But those who know Jesus will live in eternal peace, in the actual presence of God himself in heaven. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we who once feared death now anticipate a forever future with our Lord. We who were once slaves have been freed. We who were once dead are now alive. Sisters and brothers, we can and absolutely should cultivate a thankful heart by recognizing God's sovereign hand in every good thing in our lives. But even if all of those good things, those blessings, are taken away, even if we lose our very life, we who follow Jesus still have far more for which to be thankful than life on this earth could ever provide. Death is not the end, nor does life need to be a tally of blessings and struggles, because if you have Jesus, you have everything. Thanks be to God. Can we pray, please? Father, thank you for, for the truth of your word. Thank you for the gift of your word, that we can know you, be comforted through it. We're so grateful for all of the ways you bless each one of us. 
But most of all, Lord, we are grateful that you humbled yourself and came to earth to die for us so that we could be reconciled to you. Give us thankful hearts now in this season of thanksgiving and always. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.